This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the Mortgage Mom, Deanne Katsaris. And they're cheering, even though she's a little hungover from that. Hey, uh, 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 <laughs> so we're excited to be here every Saturday talking to you about real estate. We are the only real estate show in Philly. And the, I don't know, the doom and gloomers are out there, but I don't think things are that bad. If you want to ask us a question about residential, commercial, mortgages, give us a call. My number is 267 267- 266-5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to keep you informed on what is happening. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Continuing series, I think. Yep. And we also have Mark's funny story. Got one. And our mortgage mom topic today is going to be don't do it. Don't do it. Uh Don't do it. And then, Mark, we have our questions. Um, When is the best time to get an adjustable rate mortgage? Next question is, what is the benefit of owning real estate? The next is, is it good to be a renter in this market? And how is the Philly market compared to other cities? Good questions. And then, Mark, we have our topic of the day, which is going to be how many Americans are living in multi-generational homes? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, the joy of creating is the truest joy. So usually, like, when you get involved in something, like you open a business or you start something or you write a song, the most exciting part of it is when you're actually doing it. There was used to be an old saying about, you know, getting to the top of the mountain. And once you got there, it was the journey that was the the big adventure. <laughs> and that's over. Right. <laughs> and then we're going back right. down. It's well, there's a what's that other saying? It's uh it's a journey, not not a destination. Yeah. And it's the mileage, not the years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling mileage today, that's for sure. 
I got a song, and that one song I wrote about Terry called "My Wedding Ring" has a few dings. That's a, dings, that's one of yeah. the lines in there. It's not the mile. <laughs> it's not the years. It's the miles. Don't you see? <laughs> All right. So where are we at? So Mark, we are up to the market report, and there is the bell. So although a new residential construction report released last week by the Census Bureau, they have wide margins of error, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, but in fact, in the case of uh, some revisions they did, the groundbreaking housing starts, that's like groundbreaking phase of new construction, would still be up roughly about 7% from April. As reported starts surged a whopping 21.7% to an annual pace of a million six. Now, this is, they're applying to do it. And then they got to get through all the red tape and the permits and all everything else that slows things down. But at least that's activity. Multifamily starts, uh, that's units, which has been a real big thing, starts with even more, 28% up from last month and 39% up from a year ago. They're building, the builders are really into multifamily. It's making me nervous. That 15-minute city thing, I'm going to do a segment on that. Multifamily continues eating into the market share of single-family constructions, growing 2.4% faster from last month and 33% faster over the past 12 months. So in the terms of outright levels, multifamily starts are the highest since 1980. Now, I think the goal was to get people in homes, but the builders are looking at these rents and the money and and greed and they're you know i mean rents are brutal that's yeah. this 48 percent of philly that rents better wake up one strike and feature of month's numbers is the sharp reversal of a trend of negative growth to positive in fact year-over-year changes in housing starts were at a 14-year low at last month today's data leaves to may 13 at a 13-month high so, granted, part of the reason such things are possible, in fact, that last year we saw a sharp decline from April to May, and this data now compared in a much shorter yardstick. But even then, the outright level of starts is the 10th highest level in over a decade. New residential sales rose 12.2% as buyers flocked to newly built homes across the nation. So, it looks like the buyers are trying to buy new construction. Year-over-year, new home sales are up by 20% compared to uh, existing homes. Aspiring home buyers are finding more options in the new build market, various previously owned home markets. Uh, The number of sales of newly built homes in the U.S. surged in May amid a serious shortage of homes for sale in the regular real estate market. Sales jumped for the third month in a row. The increase in May is the largest since February of 22. The strength in new home sales uh, uh, was across the nation led by the Northeast, the West. Overall, new home sales have been higher as home builders are one of the few players offering inventory for home shoppers. And that's true. New, you know, the new construction is probably the bulk of the new listings. U.S. new home sales rose 12.2% to an annual rate of 763,000 in May. Revised from 680 for the prior month from the Commerce Department, and they they readjusted these numbers so they jump seated expectations on Wall Street. And the economists had forecast new home sales to a total of 670,000 in May. 
So it looks like what's really happening with this market, if it wasn't for new construction, our inventory situation would be even worse. Correct. I agree. But, and like, but the bad side of this whole thing is the amount of apartment buildings is outpacing homes where we're like 5 million behind. So it's like, you know, the renters, they're trying to turn us into a country of renters, which I'm not too happy I mean, about that. No, not at all, because that, you know, that has a huge effect. That's not, it's going to crush the economy as well. That's social engineering. That's what that is. That is. I'm going to do a little thing on that 15-minute city, because that HO, did you see the thing that came out this week with the, the UAE or one of them global groups said that in a few, in so many years, everybody should wear the same thing every day. No, I did not hear like that. Like a uniform. Oh like, I mean, God. they're talking about socialism and George Orwell stuff. Jesus. And then everybody living in an apartment buildings. That's what that whole 15-minute city thing is all about. I'm going to do a topic on that because that's, that's bizarre. It's Tell us about it's the scary. rates. It's scary yeah. what's going on. Exactly. Mark, your 30-year fix on a conventional is ticking up to 7%. You have your 15-year yep. at 6.5%. Your 30-year FHA is 6.75% along with your VA. So, you know, they're, the rates are up a little bit, but, um, again, it's rates are daily. So depending on the time and day um, will be what your rate's going to be along with what your credit score is and how much you're going to put down. So um, still a good time to buy, still a good time to refi because it's a, it's a lot, lot cheaper than renting. It's a lot cheaper than renting. And you're also going to be able to get rid of that credit card debt. So Yeah, and you'll get some tax breaks and everything else that goes along with it. And like we talked about a month ago about the benefits of having a house, a home. Yeah. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katzeros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katzeros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. 
All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. <laughs> Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this uh, senior citizen, he sold his house, cashed in, moved into a condo, and he bought himself a brand new Corvette convertible right off the dealership floor. So he takes it down the road, he floors it 80 miles an hour, he's joining he has the top down, wind blowing through what little gray hair he had left. Amazingly, he thought he was he was flying down I-95. He's pushing the pedal even more. He's looking in his rearview mirror. He saw a state trooper behind him with the lights flashing. He floors it to 100 miles an hour, 110, then 120. Suddenly, he thought, what the hell am I doing? He goes, I'm too old for this. He goes, he pulled over. He waited for the trooper to pull up behind him. Trooper pulls up behind him. The trooper walked up to the Corvette, looked at his watch. He goes, sir, my shift ends in 30 minutes. Today's Friday. If you give me a reason for speeding like that, I've never heard before. I'll let you go. And the old gentleman said, well, a year ago, my wife ran off with a state trooper, and I thought it was you bringing her back. He goes, well, have a good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good one. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Kat Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is don't do it. Mark, there's 10 things that people cannot do when purchasing a home. And I used to have it as a flyer that said, don't do it. And now I changed it to thou shall not. Maybe trying to get people to understand how important it is for these things that you cannot do. So when you're applying for a home loan during the home loan process, there's a number of things that you should not do. And any of them can greatly impact your ability to obtain a mortgage. It can even delay your closing date and sometimes... It might even cause for denial. So the first is don't change your job. If you change jobs before or during this process, it can create problems in qualifying for a home loan. And you may think you're doing something that's great by getting a better job with more income. But sometimes like we just recently had an incident where the woman, um, a girl was working, had a good job, but her mom owned a company. And now she was able to get even a better job. But did you know that if you go from working for an employer to working for a family member, you have to show a two-year history. So you can't just change that job. I mean, it makes sense. And again, just, you know, this is something that you have to talk about. Not all the time will it cause a delay, but you have to talk to your loan originator. You have to let me know before you change your job so we can walk through it. Like if you were going to a great job and there was only like a two-week gap or something and let you know, that probably wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, there's a lot of times when it wouldn't be a problem. But again, this is something that we really need to know ahead of time, especially if you're maybe going into business for yourself or going into a 1099 scenario. So again, there's, you know, we want you to have a better career and a better life, but we just have to talk about it first. I just watched that movie Office Space again. That's a classic. When the one when he's having lunch, he goes, "I don't think I'm going back to that job." And she goes, "What are you going to do?" He goes, "I'm just not going to go back." That's funny. <laughs> All right. The next one is you don't want to change banks or move your money around because 
moving your money to a new bank, it interferes with the verification process. It's best to leave your money where it is until after your loan closes. Um, and again, something that you need to talk about, because if you keep moving money around, we have to show all those deposits and source that money. It's going to be an issue. All right. The next thing, the next one is you don't want to deposit any cash. So don't deposit any cash or money into your accounts other than funds that can be documented, such as a paycheck or gift checks. Cash deposits can cause a denial on your file. And again, we have to source it. So if you know somebody lent you money and you're going to deposit $1,000 of cash into your bank account and we can't source that, you're not going to be able to use it. So again, this is something that you need to talk to the loan officer about and make sure you understand what you can and cannot do. The next one- I always one, hate that rule. I know. <laughs> the next one is going to be don't make any major purchases. So- Many borrowers make this mistake of buying a new car or making, you know, major purchase without realizing the impact that it can have on their ability to buy a home. So a new monthly payment can affect the amount that you're going to qualify and it could make it difficult to get your loan approved. So again, something that you need to talk about with your loan officer. You don't want to go out and buy a new car for to be able to put in that garage of a house right. that you don't even own yet. Or don't go out and buy new furniture. Apply for a new credit card. Um, it can be devastating to your loan. The next one is don't close any credit card accounts. Somebody goes to purchase a home and they see Jesus. They want to pay off all their credit cards. They want to pay their collections. You and I yep. know the effect of closing a credit card account can have on your credit score. It can drop it anywhere from 50 to 75 points. Yep. And that, again, can be a reason to have your loan denied. So we, you know, you want to be careful of the credit card accounts that you have. And you want to keep the, the balances between the balances and your limit below 30%. That's going to give you and a lot of people do that before they, before they even talk to any professional or realtor or yep. you. They just have it in their head. All right, now it's time to buy the house. We got the tax return. Yep. Let's pay. Let's buy buy pay down the credit cards or close two or three of them, and they don't realize the damage you're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and and just the opposite effect. You don't want to apply for any new credit of any kind because you're going to receive invitations to apply for new lines of credit. Do not respond. And if you do, the company is going to pull your credit. And this will have an adverse effect on your credit score. Likewise, you don't want established new trade lines or create, you know, credit for furniture or appliances or computers. None of that until you close. I get about 10 of them a day. I know. It's brutal. The next is you don't want to fail to disclose any financial information or credit information. So surprises during the loan process can make it difficult for us to be able to get your loan approved. So there, we're not the mortgage police. I always tell people, if you get a collection in the mail, you get something in the mail, you have to disclose it to us so we can show you how to offset it, if you know possible. Nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem. So, yep. so if you have any questions um, concerning you know, the loan process or what to do and what not to do, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can call me at 609-605-7153. You can also go to my website, which is mortgagemom.net. 
All right. Very good. All right. So, Mark, we are going to do our question and answer segment after this break. Right after the break. That's right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katzeros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katzeros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD All Positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. And our first question is going to be, when is the best time to get an adjustable rate mortgage? Most people think, you know, if they're not going to be around that long and they get a great rate. But to me, I'd still get the 30 uh, you know, what's the big deal? You have a lower monthly poor payment. What do you, you know, what's your opinion? It depends. It depends on the circumstances, you know, like right now within the last six months, people thought the adjustable rate mortgage was a great deal because your rate was going to be lower than what it is currently on the 30 year fix. What's the adjustable but, rate right well, now? I was just going to say it, the adjustable rate, it doesn't make any sense because they've raised yeah. them as well. So Right now, there is no benefit, but if you can save money over a two-year period of time and still be able to refinance at the end of that, that's when that you should get an adjustable rate mortgage. But right now, the difference between an adjustable rate and your um, 30-year fixed is between slim and none. So it's not yeah, a good time. I remember few few years back they were like that like what two percent and that was that's when it's beneficial if you're going to be in the house for a short period of time or you you know that you're going to be able to refinance when that arm is up all right all right all right the next question is what is the benefit of owning real estate actually there's a lot but the one thing we talked about that i think is a big deal that these renters you know, it's, you own something. It's your first step to getting into real estate. Creating wealth. What was the number I gave you? 97% of all millionaires, they start out in real estate. I mean, 
that first purchase can open doors. And, you know, you're always, you're not going to lose money on real estate. Well, and, and plus you, there's a little bit about family and home and psychological advantages. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, look at Christine who was, way who was on the show last week. She has 11 doors, which means she's collecting yeah. rent from 11 properties. That's huge. Right. And we talk about it all the time. Like we tell people, I tell the students, if you're going to buy a house, don't buy a, a house, buy a duplex to start out Correct. Yep. and live for free. And then maybe after a year or so, sell that. And now you got two incomes. These rents. Yeah. A two bedroom in my neighborhood is 2400 bucks yeah. a month. I have friends of mine and, I mean, shopping in Florida and the rents are anywhere from 3500 to $4,000. A month. A month. You know, it's definitely cheaper to buy. Definitely. And they're and they're going up. They they I mean we jumped on a, a one bedroom citywide jumped one year from eighteen hundred to two thousand yeah. citywide. Now I tell the students that and they go, Well, there's places I said, Yeah, there's neighborhoods, yeah, where you can get something cheaper where like eight people just got shot this weekend. <laughs> yes. There you probably could get a one bedroom for five hundred bucks because everybody's rolling. But like citywide, it's up to two grand for a one bedroom in Philly. And next year it'll be twenty one. Yeah, it's crazy. They're building two apartment buildings near me in Foxy's. I guarantee that rents are gonna be about twenty five hundred a month. And at first a, a bunch of the uh people in the neighborhood were complaining and they're right next to the train station. So these are gonna be people I know that are gonna work in center city, get off the train and walk into their apartment building. Right. And never leave. Like, and they're gonna and, and, never leave. and they're gonna be paying like and paying like twenty five hundred bucks a month, and then they can walk to the restaurants up the street, the bar across the street, you know, benefit all of that. I don't see a downside to it, but there's, you know, some people just not in my backyard, right? And they're kind of out of the way where the train station is. There's not much housing right there. There's a library and auto repair shop, a bar, and. And Rikers Meats, which is one of probably the best butcher in the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next one, which is kind of, you know, an oxymoron. But is, is it good to be a renter in this market? You know, 48% of people in Philly think it is. I don't get it. Yeah, maybe we're missing something. It's, it's just going to keep going up and going up. I mean, I don't see the upside to it. I mean, I, you know, if you're renting something and you're in a cool neighborhood somewhere, you know, I used to rent. I rented for years when I lived on South Street, but South Street's changed. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to live on South Street now. But back when I lived on South Street, it was like laid back, relaxing. It was cool down there. Whole different vibe. Now I wouldn't even be caught down there at night. <laughs> we were renting in Florida, and you know, we it just happened to be a win-win because the rent. We got in. You know, it was the last apartment available during COVID, and we we didn't even see it. We just took it. And we were able to, you know, lock in the rent. So we're still paying, you know, cheap rent. In this scenario, it's cheaper for me to rent than to buy a house. So, hmm. and and it's the same thing. I live in a, in a community where there's restaurants and bars and nail salons and food store. And, you know, when I go down to Florida, I love it because I can walk anywhere. And the rent's cheap. Right. So, you know, it depends on your situation, just like anything. There's no, you know, right or wrong for somebody, but 
You know, these millennials just starting it's out. It's just ridiculous, though, that the numbers are that high. Agreed. Like close to 50% of Philly. That's, Agreed. You know, home ownership nationally, I think it's down to 67%, which are the, used to be higher than that. I mean, home Lincoln, Lincoln always had a quote about home ownership. Uh, that was the backbone of the country. Of the country, you know? yeah. People owning homes. All right. You know? The next question is, how is the market in Philly compared to other cities? We're a bargain. I mean, even though we got some crime issues, <laughs> which they could take, they got to do something about. They got to get this stuff under control. Right. got to start locking people up. This last shooting sure. we had in Philly, that person shouldn't even have been on the street. And then, you know, Agreed. you know, it's ridiculous. All these DAs all over, and they're all in these major cities. But resident real estate wise, Philly's still a bargain. I mean, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to get out of Philly. Like, I live in Fox Chase. Fox Chase, you're like kind of in the city, but not in the city. But if I ride a half a mile down the road, my taxes tri- triple or quadruple. Yeah, for sure. I cross into Montgomery yeah. County. So then, because that's one of the other. Uh, uh, objections you get. Well, I don't want to pay that wage tax. All right. So how much did you pay in wage tax? Well, I paid like 6000 in wage tax. So you move in here, you're going to pay 15000 in real estate tax. So, you know, do the math before you go just jumping into things. But, you know, there are the common ones I hear. Crime, wage tax. But yeah. in the meantime, there's all kinds of construction. And now they're selling houses on Lehigh Avenue for starting at 600000 so, I mean, you got you know. Somerset, Somerset Village, you know, six hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so. I was talking. I was talking to somebody that was from that neighborhood a long time ago. Can't believe it. The, the prices of the houses okay. down there. No, agreed. And it's it's going to spread north because there's nowhere else to go. Just like uh, I remember years ago when we first got on the air, people were asking me where to buy, and I was telling them Francisville. Right. And they were like, where's Francisville? I said, well, right above Fairmount. Now, you, you can't, can't touch, touch nothing it. in Francisville, 700000 yeah. But I can't. I, the only place I see where it goes from now, and they're coming up with all fancy names for Kensington, East Kensington, West Kensington, <laughs> Riverview Kensington. You know, the only the only places I see it going is north. Yeah, It's got to go north. But then you get into Port Richmond, there's not that many places to build. I mean, you know, that they're row row home neighborhoods. So it's it's gotta grow grow somewhere. But compared to everybody else, I think we're not in bad shape. I we're a bargain. <laughs> we're a bargain compared to New York. You know? Yeah, it's so. it's still a little sketchy, but anyway. <laughs> and our weather, yeah, well, every city's sketchy. Yeah. You know, every city Mark and uh, Evie went down to zoo over the weekend. And I was like, be careful. She goes, what are we well, at the zoo? I'm saying, yeah, but right outside the zoo there, it's kind of zooey too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be wandering too far from the zoo. Right. Good advice. All right, Mark. Yeah. Coming up next All is right. going to be our topic of the day. And it's how many Americans are living in multi-generational homes? That's an interesting topic. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD All Positive All the Time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is how many Americans are living in multi-generational homes? And the, the quote from Lincoln was exactly, the strength of the nation lies in the homes of its people. Very See, good. even Abe, even Abe knew. Man. Build, a log <laughs> cab- build a log cabin. You need a house. <laughs> All right, so how many Americans are living in multi-generational homes? A new analysis shows that in the last five decades, the number of Americans living with multiple generations under one roof has quadrupled, according to a Pew Center research. More than 59 million people live in multi-general households or homes that include two or more adult generations, whether it's parents and adult children were a skipped generation consisting of grandparents and their grandchildren. These homes offer a unique dynamic that can be both rewarding and challenging. Yeah, I know a couple that are really challenging. (laughs) I don't even want to go there. (laughs) Most multi-general homes today are made up of parents and adult children. When asked about the uh, family makeup of the people in their home, respondents said parents, the adult children were in the most common familiar roles represented. Those who participated in the survey were able to choose multiple answers, revealing an interesting trend in the data. Adults living in multi-generational homes may identify with multiple family roles like adult child sibling. While many family members may take on the responsibility of multi-family roles, everyone plays an important part in living in communally. Of, uh, of those surveyed, 60.9% identified their primary role as a parent or a parent figure, 35% identified as an adult child, 
3.5% of those surveyed identified their main role as a grandparent or a grandparent figure. On average, monogeneral homes consisted of about four people. As you can imagine, the age, age range within these houses can be quite diverse, with the average age group of almost 40 years between the oldest and the youngest member. That's like, you know, a lot of this is going on. Often as many as four generations live together in one home. Oh. I know a couple families like that. Oh. And, and it's very noisy. <laughs> <laughs> many individuals surveyed have been living in multi-generational homes for a significant portion of their life, with 31% of the respondents reporting a lifelong experience, a lifelong experience in this type of living situation. Now, I remember when I turned 18, man, I was rolling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's I left evident before that. It's evident that multi-general living is not limited to any particular age group, but encompasses individuals from various stages of adulthood. Almost half of the multi-generational homes today are driven by financial needs and benefits, which does, you know, that's the big reason. Those who participated in this survey were able to choose up to three answers when asked why they live in a multi-generational home. The following were the top reasons. 48.8% said the home affordability and saving money were the main concern when choosing where and how that to live. total sense. Roughly 31%, yeah, 31% of those surveys said they wanted to spend more time with the family. That's a high oh. number. That's that a is a high number. number. <laughs> I'm thinking I think, if I go ask my I think son that's right the now, excuse. That's yeah. the excuse somebody's given me, I think. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be his answer. Yeah. I, I just really want to stay with you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just see, uh, see you next weekend. <laughs> Estimated 27.9% said providing care for older family members. I could see that because the baby boomers are getting older. Sure. Uh, the 48 0.8% who said financial reasons were the main reason for this type of living. Housing costs were the predominant concern. In fact, some 40.2% of those respondents attributed their decision to share a home with family to either the expenses, the expensive housing market in their area, 21%, the need for multiple incomes to afford the home. I could see that too. Sure. Uh, especially like if some, if like the grandparents are retired, you know. Meanwhile, 33.9% saving money is too difficult without the additional support of multiple income supporting the household. Interestingly, only 5.2% of those surveyed cited reduced cost of older adult care as a primary factor. Now, I thought that would be higher. Yeah, and just two and just 2.5% cited childcare as their main motivation. Now, those two uh, would be seem to me like bigger reasons, but that's not, huh? And it's a big study by Pew. Living in multi general homes can come with challenges. (laughs) I can imagine living in multi has its advantages and challenges like any other type of housing. If you're new to sharing your living space with multiple people under one roof, communication will be a key. Finding common ground and living in relative peace, pun intended. <laughs> we are those in multi general living situations did find benefits of doing so. Some 56.5 uh, of the survey respondents said they would prefer to live alone in their own home or with immediate family only if they could give in that choice. <laughs> when it comes to challenging challenges 26.4 percent of the respondents said privacy concerns were 
real common. And yeah. I can see that. Sure. If you got a little house in three generations, you're on uh, top of one another. Additional 19.9 shows differences in opinions, belief as their primary frustration when living in a large family to manage privacy and personal space in daily life. 47.6% of those surveyed emphasize the importance of respecting each other's privacy. Uh, you know, look at me, you know, since I lost Tari and it's me, Mark and, and Evie, it's not that big of a deal, but if I could, if there was like three more of us, I could say, oh. like, I, I need my space, man. I, yeah. Yeah. you know, well, but I mean, my son lives with us still. And, uh, you know, I need, I know he wants his privacy and we give it to him, but, um, and you got enough room to do, to do yeah. it too. Yeah. Like you're not in a row, a two bedroom row. No, I got a, I got a cousin that had 21 kids in their family and lived oh. in a two lived in a three bedroom house oh on swanson God. street this was back in the 50s and 11 girls 10 boys oh my and, god and in a row house that's insane but that's back when after world yeah. war ii they went nuts yeah. i mean i had good friends the blaney's i all played soccer with there was 11 of them i mean all <laughs> in a row house <laughs> but 21 and they were all healthy Oh, the the last boy was legally blind, and he turned out to be one of the biggest bookies in Philly because he kept everything in Braille, and the feds couldn't get him. Oh, my God. That's a true story. <laughs> All right, Mark. So we are up right. to our business segment with Asking Dr. A. This is part two of Motivating Without Money, and this is going to be a six, um, a total of six-part right. series. All right, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing marvelously. How are you guys in the Philly area doing? We're sweating. It's actually finally, well, it finally got hot up here. <laughs> really? What's the temperature? 90. But like, 90. Yeah, it's only going to last for about four days. But We should visit me in Austin. What's, the, what's the temperature in Texas? 120, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's West Texas, not where, we're, not where I'm at in Austin. Uh, but it, it yesterday was wonderful. It only went up to 96 or 98, something like that before then. Oh, you must have been freezing. Yeah, it was it was really cool, which was nice because it was, you know, the, the holiday. Yeah. All right. So part two of motivating without money. What we're, so yeah, we're going to do today. The, the second one I wanted to look at, we call it social, but it's it's not a fun social. It's it's giving back to society social. It's giving back to other people. So these people are typically, you know, very, very selfless. You know, they're, they're, they're oriented to others' needs. It's kind of like a Mother Teresa uh, effect. Uh, and, uh, and and they care about others. They're, they're very empathic. Uh, and they just want to help other people and help society in general. So they're, they're, they're typically very, very giving people. Uh, which, which is great, but they're also frequently um, taken advantage of. But one of the neat things when you have somebody who's very social is you can have them get involved in community and they'll do it for free. You wouldn't have to pay them anything. They'll probably do it for, you know, and, and work extra hours as well because they feel valued that much more when you give them that type of opportunity. Uh, so, and these are people that have a sometimes though also have a problem saying no. Totally. They totally have a problem saying no. So if, you, if you're going to ask them to get involved in a community effort, don't let them become president of it all of a sudden because they, they're doing such a great job and they can't say no to, to, to getting overly involved because their job is still the original job working for you and doing whatever your, their tasks are you know, within the organization. 
Yeah, I tell all those new students when I give them the coaching session in class, I said, one thing you're going to have to learn to say is no. Right. I actually wrote a song called No, It's All Right, because you can say no to people and, and still be friends. And you know, a, but a lot of people just have a problem saying no. There's a lot of easy ways to say no. We could talk about that some other time. But but one of the things to keep in mind and to help them with is to help them focus on what is the charity about or what is the social societal giving about and to keep them within some type of area or focus so they don't get overly involved in the other area. Then it becomes stressful for them because they can't spend the time that they need to back at home at at the organization that they're working for. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if I know real estate agents have a real time, hard problem with this kind of stuff because they just volunteer for things or they take a bunch of courses they don't really need and they get pulled out of the 20%. And technically, even though they're doing a good thing business wise, they're in the 80%. Right. Right. They're not, they're, they're not spending the time that they need to. And they, their shiny object is helping others. Uh, instead of helping themselves. So they need to continue to be focused on what their personal needs are, as well as what the needs of the organization that's allowing them or asking them to represent the organization, because that's basically what they're doing. So if people are interested in this, uh, then for sure, I'm, I'm going to give another free assessment, but you need to uh, take advantage of it today and contact me personally at Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. Uh, and it has to be today. This is not an open invitation for a free assessment. Very good. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. A. There you go. If you have any questions, you can email Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. For all these years, we're in our 15th year here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You want to be a sponsor, give me a call. I'll hook you up with somebody. It's relatively inexpensive, great tax write-off, big audience. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, Good News and Real Estate, and also at WPHT's website also. So with that, I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all, positive, all, all the, the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded.